Hey guys, this is Jane. And this is Gavin Winston. We just wanted to personally thank each and every one of you who submitted a, a story idea for us. We'd like to thank in particular Megan Moore, Sarah Handley, and Kat Sellers for taking our story in a different direction. We never saw our story ending up like this, no. ever. When we first wrote it, we, we thought that was it. I had no idea it yeah, was going to Yeah, we were done. So we really appreciate you guys for, for your creativity and for your great ideas. Oh, yeah. And we loved recording this, and we've had a blast. We've learned so much, and next season is going to be even better. Yeah, we're excited about it. We particularly like the old lady. We want to bring her back. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's been my favorite person to record. Of course, as you know, uh, Kevin and I do all the voices. Mm-hmm. All the sounds, except when we don't have the time to, but yeah. most of the sounds we've done. So Yeah. But we're real proud of our work. Yeah, and we appreciate you guys. So, um, here's looking forward to next season. And thank you. Keep listening, guys. Keep plugging away. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. 13 Corpses Production, in association with the Arrow at Southeast Missouri State University, proudly presents Stricken, the finale. This is our last podcast. Soon we will be announcing the $250 grand prize winner Mm -hmm. for the best submission. Please go to 13corpses.com to hear all the podcasts and to get details on what we've done throughout the series. Thanks again to all you who have listened, liked, shared, and submitted your stories. We hope you've had as much fun listening as we've had fun making them. And now, 13 Corpses presents the finale of Stricken, written and recorded by Kevin and Jane Winstead. With a special appearance by Hank Tabor. Thanks, bud. This is Stricken, the finale. God is alive and well. Glory. I said glory. Yes, Lord. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hand me that snake, Brother Hell. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm so sorry, shy boy. I'll have you back home soon. It broke my heart to see him up there being slung around like that. I try not to think about it. That's why they're all here, though. Pastor James Worth said that we had to show our congregation that we were strong in the Lord so that we could leave them like God wants us to. That's what he said at first, anyway. Over the years of being a pastor's wife, I began to see that sometimes he likes to help God with his signs and wonders. Like having me make sure the snakes can't hurt them. We were having a revival that started with Sunday morning services and Pastor was really getting everybody fired up. They were going to be whooping and a-hollering all week long, I was sure of it. Pastor was eating it up. 
He always said people were more generous when they had the Holy Ghost in them. And he knew just how to make sure the Holy Ghost showed up every night. We had this one thing we did every once in a while that he wanted to do this morning. He was going to give me a nod when he wanted me to do my part. Then he'd take it from there, he said. But I had messed up. I didn't see him give me the nod. I was distracted by what I saw behind the pastor. I wasn't sure what I was seeing was real, but when it moved, I felt my heart beat real fast. It was solid black, long, sharp teeth, long claws on both hands, and those eyes. Watching me as I stood at my seat while everyone else was up running around up and down the aisles, it kept looking at me with those blue eyes. I wanted to let the pastor know it was right behind them, but I was frozen. I didn't even notice when Pastor walked down to where I was. Won't you snap out of it and do what I told you? I'm sorry, Pastor. I just... Just do it, goddammit. Okay. I'm sorry. My heart sank. I didn't want to go home. I'd rather this service go on and on than go home. Maybe if I do this good, he'll be happy and it won't be as bad. But I already knew better than that. I watched him and waited for the nod and saw it this time. Better make it good. Sir Officer Mervinitz, Sir Officer Thus saith the Lord, I heard your prayers you have in the middle of the night. The tears you have cried have been seen with mine own eyes. If you step up in faith, I will answer your prayers, and you will feel my presence and know that I am with you. The church always falls silent when I speak in tongues. They say it's out of respect for the Holy Ghost that it's supposed to be speaking through me. At first, I felt something when Pastor told me to do it. But after all these years, I'm just repeating the same thing. He said it didn't matter if I felt it or not. The fact that I could do it was proof that the Holy Ghost was working in me. Nowadays, he says just do what he says. So I do. He always interprets what I say into something that he knows will make someone come up to the front. It works every time. While he was talking, I saw the demon behind him look like it was laughing. But it was still staring at me. I thought I must be losing it. I almost wanted to walk up to it to see if it was real. But as soon as I had that thought, it was gone. Just disappeared. The congregation was all fired up again after Sister Phelps came up front, positive that the Lord had spoken to her. The service went on for another hour before Pastor was satisfied. He had asked Brother Hale to say the final prayer, and everyone shook hands and talked to each other before slowly filing out the church. He disappeared into his office and countered the offering, and then returned to the sanctuary after I'd straightened everything back up for the service we'd have later that night. Let's get to the house. He hadn't let it go. Lately, it seemed like he was always having these little talks with me. He had it in his head how things should go, and if I didn't do as told, he would become furious. He wasn't happy with how things were going at the church, and I guess he's trying to get things back on track. 
He was not about to go get a regular job, he said, that a shepherd should always be available at all times for his flock. But the money was getting low for us. We wasn't growing in numbers. This revival was important, he said. We needed growth, and we were going to have to do whatever he needed to make it happen. Me missing my cue to speak in tongues wasn't the way to start it off. Good service, right? Really had a move of God, didn't we? Nice way to start a revival, don't you think? There was something behind... Are you trying to ruin this for me, huh? You want to stand in the way of God and what he wants to do in the church? I'll work too damn hard to get us to where we are, and I'll be damned if I'm going to let you take it away. I'll kick your ass on the street before I let you destroy what God is doing through me. I saw something. You show up tonight ready to have church. You understand me, you stupid bitch? The hitting had started years ago. I'd make him mad and he'd slap me around and then come back later on and say he was sorry. But he'd quit saying he was sorry anymore. I went into the kitchen and began to make him a plate of roast I had cooking in the crock pot while he answered the phone. I didn't cry. I didn't say a word. All right, I'll go over and wait on you, okay? Bye. What is this? You didn't put any potatoes in the roast? Jesus, you think you know how to make dinner by now. I gotta go over for a counseling station. Don't be late tonight. Bring two snakes and not Lilith. As a matter of fact, you get rid of that one. I don't want it on the property. What were you thinking bringing a cotton mouth here anyway? I mean it. Don't be late. He'd walked out and went back over to the church next door. I cleaned up the mess he made and went into the kitchen to throw the broken pieces of the plate away and happened to glance out the window as the car pulled up. It was Brother Hale's wife. Again. She's been getting lots of counseling from Pastor over the last few months. Sometimes it was late at night when she would call and show up. Of course, I wasn't stupid. She was the same age as I was when Pastor and I first met. He'd look at her in such a way when we were over at the church. A look I recognized from a long time ago. I saw her get out and glance over at the house and then walk inside. I knew what they was doing. Inside a church at that. But today, it felt just like it did when he slapped me. I felt nothing. I went to bed and laid down. I didn't want to go to the church tonight. I was exhausted already thinking about it. It wasn't long before I fell asleep and began dreaming. I was in a cage. There were voices all around me. Angry voices. They were pointing their fingers at me. My hands and feet were in chains. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't move. I heard the pastor speaking. I looked up and saw him behind a pulpit. Tomorrow, tomorrow you die. Tomorrow you die. I'm being dragged down a hall. They're all <laughs> laughing, mocking me. They pull me into a room. It's dark. Don't shut the door! Black. Quiet. The door's opening. Pastor? He's coming closer. No! He stopped. He's screaming. Oh my God. So much blood. I'm back in the house looking at myself in a mirror. So lonely. And I'm so sad. My face and dress are covered in blood. I see something behind me in my reflection. Black. Blue eyes. Long sharp teeth. 
bigger and bigger, its arms circled around me. I woke up and saw that hours had passed. I was going to have to hurry to get the snakes ready in time for the service. That dream, it seemed so real. What did that mean? I walked out the back door and made my way to the snake house. I loved it there. All my babies around me. Pastor never went out there. Truth was, he hated snakes. But it was what he used to get that congregation into a frenzy. When I first met him, the crowd was in a frenzy. But not the way he wanted. When I turned 18, I was forced to leave my foster home. Put out on the streets, alone, homeless. My foster parents wasn't going to be receiving any money for anymore, so as far as they was concerned, my time was up. Plus, they hated that I had a cottonmouth as a pet. I had to hide Lilith the whole time I was there. But they found her, like every other home. I was kicked out. I had no money, no job. I drifted from couch to couch of friends I'd made, but I had nowhere to go. No one to turn to. I had been staying at my friend Delilah, who we called Dee, but I knew it wasn't going to work out. They did a lot of drugs and had lots of parties. I never cared about that kind of thing and would usually go to the back room and read. During one party, her boyfriend had come back to the room I was in. Something seemed wrong. I got up and asked him to leave, but he pushed me up against the wall and tried to kiss me. Dee found us and told me to get out. I tried to explain, but she just wouldn't listen. It broke my heart that she wouldn't believe me. I grabbed my bag and left. I had no idea where I was going. I don't know how long I walked until I heard the screaming. There was a big old tent set up just outside the city limits. As I got closer, I saw a sign posted that said Tent Revival with Pastor Damsworth. All are welcome. But the sounds I heard were not church sounds. People were screaming all over the place. I looked past the people and saw the pastor at the front trying to calm everyone down, but it wasn't working. He told me later that while he was preaching, a woman had gotten up and was dancing in the spirit and got too close to the snake cages. She knocked one of them over and the snakes scattered everywhere. When I walked in, one came right up to me. I picked it up and walked towards the front. She was a beautiful rattler. The closer I got to the front, I kept picking up the snakes. I had four snakes when I got to where the cages were. I was putting them all back in the cages when I heard the pastor speaking in the microphone. Hallelujah! The Lord has sent a sign, church. The Lord has sent a sign. Believe, people, this is the work of the Lord. Praise God. Crowds started Praise coming Lord. back under the Look tent shouting and praising God. And well. I didn't know what was going on, but when I turned around, Hallelujah. everyone God was looking real. at me. God is alive. Even the pastor. Praise he started Praise praising him. God and recited a verse name. from the Bible. Glory. Mark 16, verse 17 through 18. And, and these signs, signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It didn't take long till the music kicked in, and everybody was at the front getting prayed for and shouting and carrying on. pastor came up and brought me to the front and laid his hands on my head and prayed for me. 
I didn't really understand what was happening, but I couldn't remember a time I'd felt so loved. The foster parents I had throughout my whole life barely even spoke to me. But when I felt the entire congregation praying for me, placing their hands on my back and arms, I began to cry and fell to my knees. I felt so full inside. It was beautiful. After the service, the pastor asked me to stick around and he wanted to talk to me. So I did. I had nowhere to go. We sat down and he told me about his ministry and that he felt led to start a church here in Commerce. He said he couldn't explain it, but he felt at home here in our town. He'd been an evangelist for several years, but knew that God was leading him here. Then he asked me what my story was, so I told him. When he found out I was homeless, he offered to get me a motel room. He was quite the gentleman. He got me the room for the whole week and said that in return I'd have to come to the revival for the rest of the week. I agreed. I saw him all during the day and then at the revival at night all week. Before the weekend was over, he asked me to marry him, and I said yes. Before the year was over, we had a church. There was a pastor that had died of a rattlesnake bite, and Pastor Damesworth jumped at the chance. He filled in a few weeks, and everyone loved him enough for him to be named the full-time pastor by a unanimous vote. He had the charisma and was very passionate, and I couldn't help but be captivated by his charm. But truth be told, I didn't believe in what he was preaching. I hated the way the snakes were abused during the services, and I didn't want to have to drug them before every service. I didn't even like milking them. I felt that if he truly believed what he was preaching, I wouldn't have to, but he told me I just didn't understand the ministry. But I was pretty sure I understood it just fine. I always had a way with snakes. I can't explain it. It's just always been that way. I was kicked out of several foster homes because of them, but I just didn't see what I was doing was wrong. The first time I remember being told I couldn't stay with my foster family anymore was when I was probably eight or nine years old. All I was doing was showing my baby rattlesnake Izzy to my classmates. She didn't mean no harm. She wasn't even upset. At least not until my teacher came up running and screaming. She grabbed Izzy from me and killed her right in front of me. Chopped her head clean off. It broke my heart. Then the foster family said they couldn't take care of me no more, and I was back at the orphanage. Pastor Damesworth gave me a place to stay, and a place to keep my babies, and a feeling that I was actually worth something. At least for a while. After all these years, I felt nothing from him. No love, no kindness. I was nothing more than an employee. We had a side business selling the venom that I was collecting from the snakes. No one knew about that. Just to help ends meet. But the pastor was obsessed with making the church successful, even doing things that I know wasn't right. We grew apart fast. It was all business with him. And now I knew that what he should have been wanting from his wife, he was getting from Brother Hale's wife. I'd made the snake house a quiet little getaway for myself and my babies. Pastor never went out there, so I used the house to escape when things got too hard to deal with. My babies never put me down. They never hit me, 
They knew me. They were my family. The family I had always wanted. I closed the door behind me and greeted them all. I opened Lilith's cage and she wrapped herself right around my arm. No one's gonna get rid of you, my Lilith. Don't you worry about that. Pastor didn't like Lilith after she bit him during a service. I'd already milked her, so it's just painful. But she made him look like a fool, and he threw her down. I went over and picked her up and glared at the pastor. He glared right back. After we got home, he hit me so hard over and over. I wasn't able to go to church for three weeks because of my face. He told everyone that I was really sick. They even prayed for me that I'd be set free. That was four years ago. Guess they didn't pray right. As time for service approached, I put Lilith back in her cage and picked Janie and Johnny out for tonight's events. I got the jar I collected rattlesnake venom in and made the sound of a kiss. They had all learned to bite into the top when I made that sound. I never had to force them. They knew I didn't want to do it to them anyway. For me... I made the same kiss sound for Johnny, and he bit into the jar just like Janie did. I had to do the hard part. I gave them both a shot of ketamine and placed them both in the box I used to carry them over to the church. The pastor was already over there when I walked inside practicing his sermon. He didn't even look up at me as I brought the box to the front. Did you get something to eat? He didn't even acknowledge me. I was about to walk to the back when he finally spoke to me. Try not to screw it up tonight. Yes, Pastor. It wasn't long after the service started that he had the congregation up and moving. It was so easy for him. He knew just what to say to get everybody all fired up. The aisles were full of people and there were a few running back and forth at the front. The music kept going and going. I tried to look happy and enthusiastic, but it just wasn't in me. I watched for the cues the pastor might give, but I just had a hard time doing anything but standing there. He wasn't watching me, though. He'd close his eyes and look around the room, but every so often I'd see him make eye contact with Sister Hale. She looked different tonight. Brother Hale was happy and praising in the Lord, but Sister Hale just looked sick. I had it figured out just as soon as Brother Hale asked Pastor if he could give testimony. I just want to talk about how good the Lord is tonight. As you all know, me and Sister Hale have been trying to bring a child in this world for a few years now. We've been praying and been loyal to the Lord all this time. and I'm proud to say that the Lord has granted our prayers. We're going to have a baby. The church broke out into applause as the pastor slowly clapped keeping his eyes on Sister Hale the whole time. She forced a smile at all the people who came up to the happy couple, blessing them and praising God for the miracle. I looked up at the pastor, and he happened to see me watching him. He froze for a minute and then motioned for me to go up and congratulate the new mother. He still thinks I'm stupid. I kept my place for a few seconds longer, then got out of my pew to go wish Sister Hale all the best. As I was walking towards her, I noticed someone sitting in the back that I hadn't seen before. It was an older lady that must have slipped in after the service started. 
She was just staring at me with a slight smile on her face. I don't know how long I looked at her before I realized I was doing it. I nodded politely and made my way towards Sister Hale. Congratulations, Sister Hale. May the Lord continue to rain down his blessings on you and give you all that you deserve. At that, she put her hand up to the mouth like she was going to get sick and ran towards the bathroom. I didn't know what got into her. Maybe it was something I said. I looked up at the pastor and he had that expression that I already knew meant there'd be hell to pay when I got home. I didn't care. I was so tired of playing this game with him. As I walked back toward my seat, I saw the old lady still looking at me, still smiling. Then something happened that I can't explain. She never opened her mouth, but I swear I heard the words. It won't be long now. Not long at all. I stopped walking. I saw her stand up from her seat, and then she just walked out the door. The sound of the church came back into my ears. I was almost as sure that she was real as I was that black monster I saw behind Pastor at the last service. Something was happening to me. I didn't know what, but something was happening. The service ended earlier than usual for a revival meeting. I watched as the pastor tried to preach his sermon, but he was off, distracted. When he asked Brother Hale to dismiss us, he looked disgusted during the prayer. He snapped back into the pasture everybody loved as people come up and shook his hand, promising to be back for tomorrow night's service. One by one, they all disappeared until it was just me and him and my two babies. I picked up the box they were in and I started to carry them back up to the snake house. They had been carried around and flung about until I knew they were exhausted and stressed. That's something about Brother and Sister Hale, ain't it? Yup, that's something. God sure is good. All the time, Pastor. Yeah. I'm going to head back home. Feeling pretty tired. I think I'll go on to bed. Night, Pastor. Yeah. Night. He hesitated before he dropped eye contact with me. He was looking for something on my face, I was sure. He finally turned and walked out the door. I put down the box and straightened up a little before picking them back up. I walked out and went toward the snake house. I like to tell my babies goodnight when I had a chance to. Pastor always got mad when I didn't get in bed with him when he got in. I gently put Janie and Johnny back in their cages and I sat down. I was just going to take a few minutes. I loved it in there, surrounded by my family. My babies, the only babies I'd ever have. I didn't mind. Pastor and I tried for a while, but it never happened. Guess it must have been me that was the problem. I leaned my head back in the chair as I looked around, and that's when I heard something. Who's there? Who's there? No answer. You can't come out here, whoever you are. There's live snakes in here. From behind me, I heard a voice. Oh, I'm aware of your little friends. I hope you don't mind, but I had to come see them. I've always had a certain way with these little babies. Oh, my goodness, you scared me to death. 
I seem to have that effect on people sometimes, dear. You've got quite a family here. What have you named this one? Oh, that's Lilith. She's Cottonmouth. I love them all, but she's my special little girl. Lilith, what an appropriate name. She's beautiful. I saw you. I saw you at the church. I was there. I was there to see you. Me? What'd you need to see me about? Have a seat, dear. I did as she told me. She looked through all the cages before taking a seat across from me. I know what you've been dreaming about. A girl in a cage? A black demon? Wait, how could you know that? What if I told you it wasn't a dream? What if I told you it was a memory? Now, I thought I had a pretty good memory, but I knew I ain't never been in a cage or saw a man hanging in a barn. But I did see a black monster just yesterday. I don't know what you mean. What you've been seeing in your dreams? It all really happened a long, long time ago. Right here in this town, back when it was called Beulah. The girl you saw, the one in the cage, she's your great-great-great-grandmother. What? I've never been told anything about my family. How do you know this? Why was she in the cage? I know all about the family, dear. The girl's name was Sarah, and she was in a cage because a man put her there. A wicked man. A cursed man. There's a reason why you feel drawn to your husband, but it isn't love. It's quite the opposite, really. And now it's time for his. They all get theirs eventually. What do you mean? Get what? It's time for his reckoning. And once it starts, it stops when it's time for it to stop. You see, you and your husband have more in common than you may realize. Just as you are a relative of the girl in the cage, he is a relative of the man who put her there. And when Sarah called out, she not only called out for herself, but for everyone that had her blood in her. Called out? I don't understand. Called out for what? You've already seen it. It was right behind him, just yesterday. She laughed and took off her glasses to clean them on her dress. When she looked up at me, I saw those blue eyes. All around me, the rattlesnake started rattling and the cages started shaking. While she laughed, I saw her teeth sharpening, coming to a point. Then it stopped. I must be going, dear. Busy day tomorrow. Busy day. She looked back at me one more time before disappearing out the door. I couldn't move. I didn't know how to react. I reached up for Lilith and let her curl up around me. I held on to her, almost scared to go to sleep and dream. But in time, I fell asleep. 
When I woke up, I felt wonderful, alive. I went to the door and opened it and saw that I had slept all night. Then all at once I was terrified. Pasture was going to be waiting for me. There was no breakfast made. I didn't even come to bed. I didn't even want to go home. I closed up the snake house and quietly went across the yard to the back door. Maybe he'd slept in. But when I slipped into the kitchen, I could smell the coffee. He was sitting at the table. When I tried to walk past him, he grabbed my arm and threw me on the floor. Who the hell you think you are? My head hit so hard that I couldn't. Stand aside of you, you stupid bitch. Things out of focus. I don't know how long I was on that floor, but when I woke up, Pastor was gone. I slowly got to my feet. My head hurt so bad. I walked through the house and saw no sign of him. But when I went to the back door, I saw it was open. When my eyes were able to focus, I saw the door to the snake house was wide open too. Oh no! I stumbled out across the yard as fast as I could. My head still hurt, but I was beginning to get myself together. I went inside and saw that all the snakes were still in their cages. All but one. Lilith! Lilith! I ran over to the church and busted through the door. Pastor was at the pulpit holding Lilith in one hand and a knife in the other. Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband does safely trust in her, so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. Put her down. I told you to get rid of this one, and yet, here she is. We have a revival, and you barely raise your hand. You stand there like you want to be somewhere else the whole time. Don't you think the rest of the church hasn't noticed? They want to know what the hell is wrong with you. What's wrong with you is that you don't do a damn thing I tell you. After all I've done for you, you'd still be on the streets if it wasn't for me. So damn ungrateful. You'd be nothing without me. So, what should we do? What do you think we should do? I gotta chastise you as your pastor. And I know how much you love this damn serpent. Hmm. Well, I mean, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. You wanna talk about sin? You wanna talk about the Ten Commandments? How about marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers God will judge? Who the hell do you think? I know what you did, and I know who you are, and your time has come. Once it starts, it won't stop until it is time for it to stop! You stupid bitch. Tell your little snake goodbye. No! No! Just before he brought down the knife, I made the sound. She bit him right in the neck. He dropped her and put his hand over his neck. 
He saw the blood on his hand, and then he looked back towards me. He raised the knife and began to come towards me. That'll do. It's your time, Pastor. He froze as he looked at the old lady that stepped in front of me. I saw her hand start to shake at first, and then her head. I watched as her skin started to turn black. She bent over, laughing as her voice began to change. Her dress began to tear, and black skin appeared through as her form got bigger and bigger. Her little hand began to expand and form sharp points on each finger. In moments, this little old lady was now standing, facing the pastor. But now, she was the black demon I saw right behind him while he was preaching. But this time, he saw her too. Oh my God. Lord, spare me. In the name of Jesus, I command you to be gone. In Jesus' name, I have the power in his name to tell you to flee. And you must, in Jesus' name... Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for it. Oh, shit. Oh, dear Lord. The demon stopped and became quiet. The pastor started laughing in relief. Then the demon began to shake again. I watched as the black skin fell off, splattering all over the floor. And when it hit the floor, the black turned into snakes. The forearms fell off, then parts of its chest. There were hundreds of snakes appearing on the floor, all rushing toward the pastor. He tried to run, but only got as far as the pulpit before the first snake tore into his right calf. The demon kept losing its skin until the whole floor was covered. By the time the demon was gone, the pastor was covered in snakes. I heard him gasping for air, and then he finally became quiet. All I heard was the movement of the snakes filling the room. While I watched, I saw my Lilith. She slithered her way back to me, but she looked different. Her eyes were blue. She wrapped herself around my leg and climbed up until she was looking at me eye to eye. She gently put her mouth on mine, and I felt ever so slight prick of her fangs. She looked me deep in the eyes before she finally climbed back down. I felt dizzy and wanted to go sit down. I looked toward the front and could still see nothing but snakes all over the floor. My eyes got sleepy and my blood felt heavy. I could feel myself slowly drifting, drifting, drifting away. Well, Sister Danforth, it sure is nice seeing you again. We didn't expect you here, you know, after what happened and all. How have you been? I've been getting along just fine, Brother Hale. 
Well, that's real good to hear. Real good. You want to go in and see the baby? Well, that's why I'm here, Brother Hale. Look who it is. It's Sister Dainsworth. Want to see the baby, honey? No. What I... a beautiful baby boy. Looks just like his father, don't you think? Yep, I thought the same thing. <laughs> Spitting image. Spitting image of him. Don't you think, Sister Hale? I, um... So what did you decide to call this little one? Well, we finally decided. We're going to name him Charlie. Charlie. Nice to meet you at last, Charlie. I'll be keeping my eye on you. Yes, I will. I'm sorry if this is out of line, but I don't think I've ever noticed you had blue eyes before. As a matter of fact, I don't even know your first name. Isn't that weird after all these years? It is, Brother Hale. After all these years. I'll be down at the museum just out of town next to the cemetery if you ever need anything, Brother Hale. I'll be waiting on you down there. And my name isn't Sister Damesworth anymore. It's... Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to 13 Corpses. That was the finale of Stricken. Uh, we'll be releasing the names of the winners uh, of the $250 prizes for the best submission soon. We'd like to thank our sponsors who have been so gracious in making this podcast possible. Dean King Roofing and Construction, serving Southeast Missouri for over 55 years. Call Jamie at 573-703-6118 for your free estimate or visit them online at facebook.com. Dean King Roofing. The Printing Company. More than ink on paper. Visit them online at theprintingco.biz. MDK Designs. Your vision, our quest. Visit them online at facebook.com, MDK Design. Cannon Co. Studios. Go to cannonco.studios.com for more information on them. In Southeast Missouri State University Department of Continuing Education. For all things creepy, check out their historic haunted ghost tours. Find out more at cmo.edu and search Continuing Education. You can also find them on Facebook at Cape Dorado Haunted Ghost Tours fans. A special thank you to Kit Brockett for use of the song The Haunt as the 13 Corpses theme. Thank you so much for listening. Check back with us soon for the announcement of the $250 cash prize winners. Thank you guys so much for your support. We couldn't have done this without you. We appreciate you more than you know. 13 Corpses!